Chief Peguis was one of the very first chiefs in Western Canada to convert to Christianity. I'm Taylor Brock in CHVN, and we are chatting with one of his descendants, Kyle J. Mason, about this. Now, Kyle is the keeper and protector of two of Chief Peguis's Bibles, and one of those is now being displayed at the Manitoba Museum. Can you tell me more about this Bible? Uh, who owned it, and how did it wind up in the museum? Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the two Bibles that have been uh, passed down uh, through the generations from my family. Um, uh, the, the Bibles have come from Peguis, and uh, the other one came from his son. Um, and yeah, they just have been passed down through, through the generations. And uh, it turns out that I'm now the current uh, keeper or protector uh, of the Bibles. What What comes with being the protector of the Bibles? Well, it might sound like a fancier title uh, than than, uh, than the duties entail. Um, so I, I was entrusted with, uh, with the Bibles uh, when I was a teenager, and not fully understanding the the gravity or the history behind them. And um, so, as a yeah, as a teenager, and and for many years after that, I uh, I, I just I, I kept them wrapped. Um, and a cloth, and uh, they, they were in my nightstand for many years. And uh, it wasn't until I I started growing up and realized, you know, the, the family history, my connection to Chief Peguis, and and then I started understanding the significance of the Bibles. And um, so then after I realized that, I actually went out and bought a little home safe and put it in my basement, not realizing that um, even in a safe, uh, leaving it sit down there for years, uh, that you know, they would develop a very musky um, smell. And so uh, a couple of years ago, I happened to be at an event at the Manitoba Museum, sitting at the same table as uh, Dr. Matthews, who is uh, the um, person who is overseeing this new gallery, and an anonymous donor. And we're talking about these Bibles and talking about my family uh, history. And, um, and I said, you know, it's probably going to take significant money to to restore them or to have them uh, fixed, because in addition to the to the odor, um, you know these Bibles are quite old. So um, you know there's pages that were loose, and you know it was, they were just in poor shape. Thankfully, the anonymous donor said, "Well, I'm willing to cover the expense," and um, so the anonymous donor uh, covered the expense, and they were sent uh, to be professionally restored, and um, and so now they're smelling great and they're in the best shape possible and uh and uh yeah and decided instead of keeping them just in my house i thought it'd be better if uh, more people were able to enjoy them so now one of the bibles is now part of the first um treaty one um display in the new gallery at the medical museum what do you think your teenager self would have said if he heard all this was happening I think I would have been surprised as a teenager to understand um, or to come to the realization of you know the, the significance not just to my personal family history but the significance of you know these items to the, the history of Manitoba and uh, so I think it's a perfect fit for for them to be on display at the Manitoba Museum because you know Chief Peglas, his son uh, his son who was a signatory to Treaty One his son as uh, Chief Henry Edward Prince. Um, uh, he and actually, uh, you know, Henry Edward Prince's signature is in uh, the the Bible that's on display, and and actually a few other generations since then uh, also signed uh, a, a page um, of the Bible, and um, 
So yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to have it in the museum, and I'm very happy that uh, countless other people will be able to look at it and enjoy it, and and uh, and you know be able to to appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this new exhibit sounds really neat. Can you tell me a little bit more about what's in it? Well, it's um, well, it, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, you know the cover is black, a uh, leather black um, New Testament or uh, red letter edition. Um, and you and you look at it, um, yeah, it, it, it looks like an old Bible. And uh, and um, I had a friend say it looks like it's been very well maintained. Well, it does now because it, it has been professionally restored. And uh, but yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's uh, it's been a part of the family for uh, you know seven generations uh, plus now. And uh, you know I'm I'm happy that that it's in it's in the museum. And I and I actually hope that it. Um, might even stir some conversations about the uh, the history of Christianity and uh, you know the Pegasus community and the Indigenous peoples and as a whole because obviously um, Christianity um, Canada colonization um, has been quite horrific um, when it comes to its treatments of Indigenous peoples. Uh, you know whether you look at the residential schools or day schools or uh, countless others um, uh, negative uh, racist and evil treatment of indigenous peoples um, you know it's, it's been a, an extremely complex history between uh, indigenous peoples and Christianity and uh, that being said uh, Pegasus chief Pegasus was one of the first chiefs in Western Canada to convert to Christianity and Christianity has been a part um, of you know, you know the Pegasus community ever since and has been a part of my family ever since. So, you know, I hope it generates a conversation with the wider public. It certainly has generated conversations among my family about um, that complex um, and troubled history between Christianity and Indigenous peoples. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. I'm Métis, so I totally understand the whole loving your faith, but you also understand there's a lot of other stuff behind it, too, in Manitoba. Yeah, like, you know, obviously the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of uh, you find within the Bible— are, uh, are very important. Um, you know, they 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 form the basis of who I am and how I think and how I look at the world and how I uh, act and treat people. Um, but you know, there are a lot of indigenous peoples who who uh, understandably have uh, decided to turn away or not even look at Christianity because of um, of the racist and evil treatment of the past and and many many ways still the present. And uh, so. You know, I've personally come to the understanding that uh, the teachings of Jesus are separate than the um, the institutions um, and the people within those institutions that committed these atrocities. And so, it's, you know, it's uh, like I said, I hope I hope the Bible is just a small part of that conversation of um, how somebody can be indigenous uh, and still be a follower of the teachings of Jesus. And because um, I, I think I think it is possible, but it, it requires a lot of thinking, a lot of conversation, and um, yeah, it, it just, it, I think it's an important conversation to have. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk about all of this with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, and the last thing I'd like to add is, is like, you know, also on a family uh, perspective, it was very nice. Uh, you know, we were honored to be able to go and look at the new gallery um, ahead of time a couple days ago. So, um, you know, I took my my partner and my and my son, and uh, my son's seven years old, and he was very um, excited to 
to see it. And, you know, it, it's been causing conversations within within the home the last little while. But he, even at 70 years old, he, he's very excited about the, the family history and seeing it there. And he says, and does that mean one day that I'll be responsible for the Bible? I said, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one day you'll be the keeper and protector uh, of the Bible. And uh, you get to see a, my young man um, taking a lot of excitement and pride out of that. Yeah, that must be great for you to see as a dad. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Being a father is uh, my most important and enjoyable role that I have uh, in life um, because of residential schools and because of colonization in Canadian history. My family has not had um, children grow up with both parents um, for many generations. My son uh, is the first uh, you know, person in my direct family line to have both mom and dad available to him all the time. And it just wasn't that way for many generations. So being able to to, to tell the stories, to tell the teachings, to uh, be able to relate those and pass those things down uh, to my son is extremely important to me.